everybody. Hello, welcome back. Yeah, from a very long break. Mm -hmm. uh, we took a break a little bit before finals, probably two weeks before finals. It's been over a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it thank flew. you. Thanks for waiting for us. Yeah, we have some new followers on Instagram. Cool. So, hello, everyone who's found us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. that's very exciting. That is exciting. Happy 2020. Yeah, 2020. Barbara Walters year. Bar the year of Barbara <laughs> the Walters. The year of Barbara Walters. <laughs> yep. um, that's super exciting. We are glad to be back at back on back on campus. Um, it's all a buzz. Um, it hasn't been very cold, so there's no snow days yet or cold days. There's a lot of really cool things happening on campus right now. It's Cat Week, mm. and this episode is going live soonish. Yeah, this week. Soon. Okay, yeah. so check out what Campus Activities team has in store. Last week there was a roller arcade and yeah. 80 stuff going on in the ballroom, and so fun. Yeah, so check out what they're doing. Cause there's a lot of really good stuff happening. Yeah, and if you're a new student, try and get plugged into groups. I know it's scary to go by yourself, but. Mm. Um, if you have a friend that you know from somewhere else that you can bring or um, shoot us an email, we can connect you to some people or we will go with you. Um, yeah. Just trying to get connected on campus, now's the right time to do so. Um, particularly with winter, make sure you're hanging around friends, eating well, sleeping enough, um, and taking care of yourself because winter can be kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gray. Yeah, it it's, is gray. It's gray. Yeah, find something to do. We're all suffering from the lack of vitamin D, so. Oh my gosh. Yeah, get out there, laugh a little bit. Um, maybe you're laughing right now because we're so cheesy. Maybe you're not. Probably. Hopefully you're taking it seriously. If you're mad, Chris, you are. Yeah, yeah if you're mad, Chris, you're <laughs> laughing. Um, or you've already stopped listening. Um, <laughs> so, we're really excited today. We have Veronica from the libraries. Um, we just want to hear about you. Tell us all the things. Hi, so I'm really happy to be here. Um, I'm a, I've been here since 2001, but I actually got my graduate degree here. So I um, was a graduate student assistant when I was in graduate school. Very so cool. I've been at Wayne for a, for a while. Me too. That's and, how I started. Yeah. Wow. So um, and I honestly I never thought about being a librarian. Sure. Um, I my background's in finance. That's where my wow. um, bachelor's degree is, but. I had a little bit of career crisis and did that whole like career exploration. What color is your parachute? It kept coming up librarian, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so I ended up getting my library science degree, and um, now it's the School of Information Sciences. Yeah. It's, there's a the school here on campus. All of you computer science, English majors, if you're finishing up your degree this year, think about checking it out. Yeah, it's very uh, tech heavy now. Wow. Um, it's a very tech-heavy degree. That's a really interesting, because I think it's perfect, we had a meeting the other day about what do we want this semester to look like with the podcast, who are we going to talk to, and one of the themes that we really kind of honed in on is we really want students to understand that there are so many jobs out there, mm -hmm. here and outside of campus, that you just have no idea is possible right. for you to step into and explore. So what is your title? Monica. My title is Student Success Librarian, and I'm also the subject specialist for the English department. Okay. So as Student Success Librarian, I really, I, it's not just on me. All of the, the entire library system is focused on student success sure. because we're here to support our students and faculty. Yeah. But um, my job is to really seek out opportunities 
um, connect with our Gen Ed foundational courses where students learn how to do research and use the library. But it's not just about the library. It's about developing that really strong skill set that's good out there in the world to be a what we call an information warrior. So oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I I was working with a student a couple years ago um, when I was captioning for the university, and um, they did. He was an LIS, and they did a presentation on cataloging. So like that's one of the things that you can do with an LIS degree is become like an archivist. You can become an archivist, and that that is like a separate. Um, it it's a certificate program, sure, sure. so you you layer that certificate program on top of the graduate degree. Right. Um, also, students in who are getting a graduate degree in a master's in history okay. can also get the archival administration. So okay. those that's a little different. You work a lot with primary sources. Sure. But cataloging, cataloging is interesting I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> because um, you know how people use hashtags now? Yes. Okay, so librarians were the original hashtaggers because <laughs> those are, we call those subject headings. Sure. But they're the same thing. It's a way to say this is about this topic. Right. And it doesn't matter what people call it. If you search this hashtag, you'll bring it up. Yeah. Right. So subject headings work like the same way. Marker. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the person who was doing the presentation worked for Etsy. Um, and she was saying how she got this library science degree, and then she, when she graduated, like, wasn't really sure what she was going to do, and she got contacted by Etsy and started working there, and now she's, like, one of their head catalogers. Oh, how cool. Yeah. That is so cool. That's a really cool So thing. that's what I'm saying when, um, yeah, a, a information science masters is so different. Mm -hmm. they, they even took the word library out of the school, it's now the School of Information Sciences, not because the library is not important, but because it's such a massively um, malleable degree. Like you, you can work in so many different industries because everybody needs to have their information yeah. organized. And information is everywhere and is now. everywhere it's everywhere not just I mean the library is a great place to start and look for it everywhere but you can access that information anyway yep. mm -hmm. on the bus like wherever you are in the waiting room yeah so sure. that's that's really interesting so I know you had some myths about the library that you want to talk with us about or yeah is that is now a good time or do you want yeah well, let's talk about those because that's sort of um, the one is that information is everywhere, okay. but it's not all free. Gotcha. So that is one of the one of the um, functions that the library serve an academic library serves is it can connect you with things that are behind paywalls. And more and more information that's valuable is getting stuck behind a paywall. And I, I'm sure that students have had the experience where they've searched for something on Google and you click on the link. And then it says, well, you have to pay me $35. Mm -hmm. right. Never be paying for information um, when you are going to college. Oh, that's going good. to, you know, the, we, we, if we can't, if we don't have it, we can get it for you. And we can get it for you for free. Mm -hmm. And that's a service called interlibrary loans. So libraries connect with each other to share their resources so that, because everybody can't own everything, mm -hmm. but we can get it for you. So that's something to remember. 
And that's why librarian, one of the reasons librarians are here is to connect you with that information. And that seems to be the case right now, even with newspapers online who are starting to monetize just everyday articles yeah. that you want to read and click on. I mean, forget, even if you have an ad blocker on, they're going to ask you to turn that. So there are all of these different hurdles in accessing information. The freer and kind of more widespread it becomes, I'm finding. Yeah. So that's good to know that. This is a good place to come check out. I don't know how fast you run into your five article limit on the New York Times, but it oh, usually oh, takes me like two days. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I run into it like so fast. So just... we do have the New York Times available online. It's Did not you know? the pretty format that sure. you will see, you know, like the newspaper format. But if you need to get to articles and read them, you can go to one of our article databases okay. and just find the New York Times and get that. And if you ever have trouble, that's the other thing, is that, um, that's another myth, that librarians are busy and don't bother them. That no. is so not true. Okay. Please bother us. Okay. You're not bothering us. Please. That's why we're sitting at desks in the library. Mm -hmm. We want you to come and ask us questions. So mm -hmm. if there's something you want or need, you can ask us a question. And you don't even have to come to us in, like, person. You can come to us virtually because we have... 24 7 chat so no and we mean it like we are there 24 7 I knew all you that, do but I wasn't sure if it was sometimes a bot so it's not like a robot it's a it real is, person it's a real person that's no. so good to know that um, is awesome yeah so if it's Saturday at like three in the morning and you can't get to sleep and you decided I'm gonna go do some research <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's there to help you. You can always talk to somebody. Yeah, like that. that's cool. yeah, that's really cool. So what and if we answer weird questions too? Like sometimes, like yeah. you know, um, we can even if we don't, we can try to connect you with somebody on campus who can answer that question. Sure. So, so is it embarrassing to ask a question about my MLA formatting at three a.m.? No, like is someone going to shame me about being awake at three a.m. and doing my assignment? Absolutely not. Fabulous. Oh yes. There. That would make me nervous. Like, I would be afraid that a professional is going to say, hey, what are you doing up so late? Like, you should have finished this assignment days ago. <laughs> that would seriously be the narrative yeah. running in my seriously. head. Good. Why people don't ask for help, because we're all sad and we don't want shame. Yeah. 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 No, no shaming. No we are not there to ever, ever, ever do that. Very ever. Cool. No judgment, no shame. Thank I you. think that's, awesome. <laughs> that's Everybody, I'm about to take advantage of that, but I hope everybody listening does too because students aren't the only ones doing research on campus like we all have to do like research for work and like we sometimes do research for the show and yeah. that kind of stuff and so sometimes I am it's a random time and I do have a question and like you know I think it's great that they can just ask yeah we're really proud of it it gets it gets used a lot Good. but we want people to use it even more that's right? cool yeah so so that I think that's that's one of the services that I'm proudest of because it makes mm -hmm. it makes help available all the time. Yeah, okay. and it's easy to get to. Um, you just go to the library homepage and click on help. Okay. Or, in your Canvas courses, every Canvas course has a library resources link, and it's resources that have been put together just for that class okay. or that discipline. And usually your subject specialist librarians, so there's each of the librarians has a different department, college or program, sometimes multiples, mm -hmm. that they that they're like the contact person in the library for. Mine is English. But um, you can just click on that library resources link in your Canvas course site, and it'll take you right to chat 
resources you need for that class, and um, the librarian. And you could always make an appointment with the librarian if you really have like a in-depth like, I really need to talk to you one-on-one -on -one before I start this huge project. That's great. That takes away, if you've never done a research paper before, a research project for a class before, that takes away so much time and energy that would be put into finding those resources and connections and mm -hmm. librarians. It, I've always said that once you collect all of the right uh, article databases, articles that you need, journals, um, that's when like the real work starts. A lot of the time your project is spent, like so much time goes into just finding the right resources. You can cut out that time the paper almost writes itself mm -hmm. because the ideas just start coming once you have like amazing resources to work from. I always tell students too that, you know, give your brain something to work on. So getting started a little bit early, so cutting out all that time finding. We don't want you to spend all your time finding. We want you to spend your time reading and synthesizing. Yeah. So give yourself, give yourself that time um, you know, plan to do your research ahead of time. Because if you give your brain stuff to work on, it will do a lot of work for you at night while you're sleeping. Yeah. You would be surprised cool. at how much, like, you will wake up in the morning and give your give your brain time to work with all that stuff, you mm -hmm. know? So, um, yeah, try, try to get that finding done earlier, at least, you know, a few weeks ahead before your paper's due so you can read that stuff and get it into your head so it, it's got something to chew on. Your subconscious is writing that paper for you while you're sleeping. Yeah. And we don't we don't know that. How do you know that if it's not your conscious working mm -hmm. like mine? So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I love that. Sleep more. Yes, sleep more. <laughs> sleep more. <laughs> That's important. Um, yeah, so um, tell, yeah, tell us more about you and what you do. So, um, as a student success librarian, I, I coordinate a lot of the multi-section instruction, like for English 1020 and COM 1010, and sometimes it's online, and sometimes you'll see myself or another librarian come to your class. And then um, I also maintain a lot of the instructional materials. So if you don't know, the library has a YouTube site, <laughs> and you can get to it just by going to the library homepage and clicking on YouTube, and there's all kinds of videos there to help you with things like um, running headers on an APA paper, or uh, how to format, uh, do some certain formatting. There's videos on that. There's videos on how to uh, find a full text article when you have a citation, how to use a library database, how to use the catalog. So we try to, and we try to make them really, really short, less yeah. than three minutes, sure. so you get what you need and you can get out. <laughs> so those are there to help out. Um, I also am the English subject specialist, so in that case, I work with a lot of the English students and faculty. So. You know, I meet with students who are doing research papers. Um, a lot of times in English, they're they're doing some serious research papers. So I meet with them individually. I work with a lot of faculty to help them, to just to work with them to support their needs. Um, so trying to either make sure that they have the resources they need for their research, or um, find things for their classes. And I've been working a lot lately with a large group across campus, and including Stuart Baum from mm -hmm. Student Senate, 
um, on open textbook initiatives. So we're trying to, when it's appropriate, make sure that our um, instructors are aware of the free resources that are available on the web that are quality resources. Mm -hmm. So not everything on the web is can be considered an open educational resource. Sure. But there are some open textbooks and there's um, open resources and also the library's resources that we can push through to a class to try to reduce textbook costs for students because we know that's a big burden um, and and so we're we're trying to work with faculty on campus and I don't know if you know um, the physics department actually has um, done a really good job they use one of the what's called OpenStax textbooks for um, one of their 2000 level physics courses nice so and that's I think there's nine or ten sections so it's a big savings to students. Wow, and shout out to physics. Yeah, shout out to physics. Yeah, yeah they, they really have done a great job. I really um, try to get my students this semester to use the free version of our textbook that's online in FYS 1010. So if you're in FYS 1010, check your syllabus. There's a free version of that textbook, and it's a really, really great great book just to have. I think that one's available through the library. It is available yep. online yep. through the library. So we bought that yeah. and made sure that that was available to all the students. That's not always possible. I think a lot of students, um, they they get a little upset because the library doesn't have their textbooks for yeah. free. But there's two sort of problems there. Number one, we could never have enough so everybody could have a copy. Right. So so that's kind of a problem yeah. because then if you if you get it then nobody else can get it, right? Sure. right? But and then the other problem is especially with online textbooks, the publishers this is again like an information science degree will get you this kind learn to work with these kinds of things. They have this call this thing called digital rights management. Mm -hmm. And basically they it's a way to restrict access to resources. So an online textbook, they don't allow libraries to make them available because they're very much tied to a, one or two particular devices mm -hmm. and one or one user. So we can't do that because right. they won't let it they won't let us make it available. Right. We try, but textbook textbooks like mm -hmm. you know it's obvious it's a textbook. We usually can't. It's really hard, yeah. But we're we're always working on ways to try to. We're always trying to figure out how can we break this and make it possible sure. with with while staying within copyright law. Yeah, because we do to... have to obey copyright law. Yeah, sure. that's important. <laughs> yes, we are a law abiding citizens. Yes, um, but textbooks. I mean, that's tough. Um, and you do have a lot of resources in the library that are supplemental. That yes. Sometimes professors will suggest that students read in addition to the textbook, and sometimes that can be helpful too. So mm -hmm. um, students should really use the library as a resource, especially on this campus, because there's so there's a lot of libraries here and some very specific information that they can find. So I'm glad that you guys are working towards helping students out. But yeah, you know. And if you do have comments about the textbook, about your textbook used in a class, that's when you should complete that set at the end of the semester mm -hmm. and use the comment section to, to tell your instructor, 
this was really expensive and um, I didn't think it was worth it. Or if you really liked the textbook, tell them because that feedback goes only to your instructor and it's important to them. So they don't know unless you tell them. Yeah, and it is read and it is kept and Mm -hmm. noted and made. There's data sets made about the feedback specifically and it's brought to department heads and shared. Well actually those those um the the comment comments those only go to the instructors. So only if they like want to share anecdotally I mean. Yes. No, I don't yeah. mean the department heads are reading your um Right. Comments, I just wanted to make sure that was thank yeah. you. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. so I know if I get for example if I have a lots of feedback about the course or about my instruction strategies, I would take that anonymously to this person who designs the course and say, like, I had all this student feedback. How can we make changes to kind of align with the majority? Yes. Yeah. That's something I would hopefully try to do. Yeah. So please complete your sets and please mm-hmm. make sure that you comment about the textbook or the course materials. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Anything else you want to tell us? Well, you know, um, I wanted, I'm really excited because I'm sure that uh, you may have seen in the news, there's there's just a big focus, you know, this is an election year, right? And sure. and there's a big focus on misinformation and disinformation, how information gets to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to really, I want to get a shirt that says, I hate algorithms. Because <laughs> I, I remember when you're getting fed information through your social media, they're mm-hmm. making all kinds of assumptions about you. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I hate that. Yeah. It's like, you don't know who I am right. or what I what I believe in or mm-hmm. what, I, what information I want to see. So mm-hmm. um, I really kind of fight that. And I, and I say to everyone, figure out a way you know, to to get information from sources that you're not getting information from, to give yourself a balanced view. So I hope everybody will um, join our Instagram account, Wayne State Libraries. You can also find it on the library homepage because cool. we're going to be starting a series called Fighting Disinformation. And there's going to be links and resources. And our first link, um, it should be up this week, is um, from the RAND Corporation. They've got this series called Truth Decay, which I think is really cute. And uh, they have some really nice bot and spam detection resources that you can use um, to make sure that the stories that you're getting are, are um, have been fact-checked, what's happening, like whether things that are trending are even true. Mm-hmm. And everybody should have some good fact-checking websites in their arsenal, like PolitiFact or Snopes. Um, so I always say, be, be an information warrior and don't let algorithms define you. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Really important. That's so it's good. Coming, and like information is being sent out so fast mm-hmm. that a lot of times, even large news media outlets have to go back and change and mm-hmm. edit minute by minute because they're reporting things that are not fully developing right. yet. So. I think that's excellent advice. I'm excited to go on the Instagram and mm-hmm. get more. And yeah, I definitely need to clean up my uh, algorithm. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I went through and like unfollowed a bunch of stuff um, yeah. and like unliked a bunch of things because I was getting like very, all the things I was getting was so, on, on Instagram specifically, it was all the same. And I was like, I can't, this is not great. What a good way to start 2020 by cleaning out your social media and really honing in because over the years I know I've picked up all yeah. kinds of accounts that I just don't mean 
much to me. Yeah, and you're sharing a ton of information that yeah. is not necessarily correct or it's like kind of meaningless. So, for sure. Um, yeah, it's interesting that you said, Kristen, you get all of you were getting like all of the same yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that, but like even if you just go out on on Google or whatever, it seems like you're it's just the same six stories yeah. being recycled through everything mm -hmm. and there's a lot more going on out there mm -hmm. a lot more going on out there so so be an information seeker and and, and you define what you're going to consume and and make sure it's balanced and fact-checked that's good that's good advice yeah. um so at, at the end we, oh, oh, I have one oh, question okay yeah so, um the library sometimes <laughs> has really great events going on yes. so if there are any upcoming events please let us know and we'd be happy to share them mm -hmm. um, the other question I have is the tech bunker for students who aren't aware that there is a tech bunker um, can you just quickly go through what's in there and how can community members or students access it and use those resources I that's a great question so um, I'll start with the tech bunker one first. So I'm sorry I didn't mention the tech bunker because it's super important. Um, it's on the second floor of the undergraduate library. I don't know their hours off the top of my head, but they should be posted on their door. I know their um, daytime hours. I don't think that they have weekend hours. Uh, they do all kinds of really cool workshops there. I took a Raspberry Pi workshop in December and learned how what how to program um, a little Raspberry Pi microcomputer that you can go buy at Micro Center for like, I think they said it was like 30 or 40 bucks. It was amazing, the stuff that you could do. Yeah, that is crazy. It was really crazy. And so they do lots of workshops like that, so keep an eye out for those. Um, and they have, they have manual building stuff, so they've got Legos there and all kinds of things. It's good for a brain break. Yeah. But they also have virtual reality headset. They have um, saber wars that every once in a while that oh, lightsaber, lightsaber, lightsaber oh, that's it. So, that. yeah. So cool. <laughs> so I have never done that, but I know it's super fun, and they'll have maybe a couple of um, competitions every semester. They have um, lots of of more advanced computing equipment in that tech bunker and I would highly recommend if you're curious at all just stop by and check it out anybody is welcome and to it's come for student in. use it's for it's student, student use. use it's open um, do they still have the 3d printers yes they okay. have the 3d That's printer so cool. and I'm again I'm not sure if you have to sign up to use it or or how they work that but the people who work there are great um, Denisha and her um, the other people who work in there are Robert and Quintessa, and they're just awesome. They're always ready to help. They've, they've got a huge knowledge base. They can help you with anything. Fantastic. And the other thing you asked about was the events. You and I worked together on a game night. Yeah. That was our second one last semester. It was so much fun. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to do one this semester, but we'll, okay. I think we'll try. Sure. And then uh, the other thing I'd like students to watch out for is we're going to be doing some RefWorks workshops. And if you're like, what's RefWorks? It's <laughs> going to make your life a lot easier. It's what's called a citation management system. Yes. And it lets you put your citations in. It's cloud-based app. And use Word to put those citations in oh proper format as you're writing your papers. Nice. That's awesome. So... Um, and it's it'll be like a 30-minute workshop, so just keep an eye out. We'll have them 
not only in the UGL, but we're going to try to have them on, all over campus, including in the rest halls. So um, this will this will make your life a lot easier. Oh so gosh. take 30 minutes and learn how to use RepWorks this semester. Yeah. Make that another New Year's resolution. Citations in like formatting, uh, in text quotations. That was my biggest worry, and it's kind of sad to go back and think about it because like the paper and the ideas, all things I love, being in class. But those were my biggest headaches. Those yeah. were the things that kept me up late at night, dreading writing for sure so take the 30 minutes to an hour go to a workshop this app will save your life yeah, yeah. don't let that stuff stress no, you out it's not worth it no it's a big stressor not for worth sure. it for sure and then i'm sure i just want to mention our yeah, our yeah. dean john john cawthorn yeah he's um just amazing. wonderful amazing yeah. dean and uh i i want to mention with the libraries we're really focused on four pillars um of strategic thinking and strategic action, and they are student success, of course, mm -hmm. but also community engagement, scholarship, and our organization and culture. So that's oh. that's what the library is focused on, and that's what we're working toward. And so student success is really, really important to us. Cool. And we want to make sure that we're here for you. And to make <clears throat> sure to help us do that, we just started a library advisory council with seven um, graduate and undergraduate students who are there to sort of help us shape what we do and make sure to that they reflect that student voice. So um, we do what we can. You know, of course, you always work within constraints, but we want to make sure that we're trying to create programs and services that will help our students be successful. Yeah. We totally, that's, that's. That's why we're here. That's awesome. That's so good. <laughs> Thank you. It's such a big community, I think, than we even realize. And it's very active. A lot of people like have this idea that libraries are quiet mm -hmm. and individualistic. And that really isn't the case. Mm -hmm. It's connected. It's thriving. It's engaged. Game night is one of my favorite events on campus when cool. we just play games or have a design escape rooms and we've done that in the past so thank you oh yeah the escape rooms were super fun weren't they? <laughs> the escape rooms for halloween we had a sleeping zombie in one that you didn't like want to wake up or you had to, like, cast a spell over like that was all of you uh I, our escape room was like deciphering a code i think and having a bunch of objects everywhere so it's a lot of fun it's a fun place to be yes i love the library as a small kid that was my favorite place to go and do after school activities and craft so i'm glad that it's also offering things now to like big kids yes <laughs> big kids yeah big kids. <laughs> great yeah library is cool well thanks yeah thank you i'm so thank glad you. i could be here today and talk about the library thank you for coming and so before we you leave we just um all of our guests we like to ask what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? And then what do you do for self-care? So um, I just got finished reading. I'm terrible. I never remember books or authors. But okay. I think it was called The Salt and the Sea. Okay. It was a young adult novel. Okay. I love young adult. Yeah. I, I read a lot of young adult books. And it was about, um, it was set in World War II and it was about an evacuation ship that went down okay. that doesn't have a story told about it and it was it was really interesting and then um for self-care what do i do i i'm really into the art community here in detroit um, my husband was a sculptor so i spend a lot of time going to art openings and 
and doing activities that are going to the museum related to art and stuff. And what was the other question? What are you watching and listening to? Oh, what am I watching? Well, I just finished um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, so I don't know what I'm watching next. Okay. And listen, you know, um, I... It's weird. I have tinnitus in one of my ears, yeah. which, you know, I think happened because I worked next to the speaker when I worked in a club when I was, like, in my 20s. Yeah. So that, um, watch your ears, folks. It really happens. <laughs> yeah. So I don't listen to a ton okay. of music, but I have found myself listening to classical music lately. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds like really old lady, but... No, it's I just, so nice when I, you're studying, too. I find it just really soothing yeah. to have in the background. Um, but, um, I have to confess when I listen to, um, other music, I tend to go back to the eighties. I think, I think you get nostalgic for your, your, your youth and when you had the most fun. So yeah, the clash, the, you know, at the Smiths, all of that. Yeah. That's where I am. I'm still riding the new wave. Alive and well in my house. New order all day, every day. Absolutely. And also mixed in with like some thunderstorm vibes because that's what I put on lately when I'm working. Nice. Singing bowls, thunderstorms. Nice. Yeah, that's how I'm starting off 2020. 2020 is starting off pretty good. Well, thank you so much for coming again. You gave us a lot of good, a lot of great stuff to chew on and like get in the library, everybody. Get in the library. Hopefully, have a lot more visitors. Um, we want this year to be like the most successful for sure. and like yes. less time consuming. Yeah, and less so, stressful. And yeah, you've given us a lot of resources. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Do you have any you are welcome. for the week? Um, check out all of the study skills stuff as well. Procrastination accountability groups are starting up again right now. Today is the very first day of supplemental instruction. If you have an SI leader, say hello to them. They're very excited to meet you. Tutoring has started. Uh, and we just want to have a good time this semester. Cool. So enjoy. All right. Okay. Have a great day, everybody. See you Peace next out. week or hear you next week. Or yeah. Hear us next week. I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.